Hi, everybody. So I have a question for you. Do you talk too much? Now, I might be the last person that you'd expect to give this advice because I legitimately have been told my entire life that I talk too much. But this is when you talk too much and people tell you you talk too much and you're trying to figure out, do you, and what you can do to change it. So my name is Jackie Schwab, and I'm the founder of the Press Play Lifestyle Signature System and a professional success coach. And it was yesterday and the day before, I had two different clients of mine ask me what you do if you keep getting feedback that you talk too much. And I had to sit and think because this has literally been something that anyone who knows me knows has probably plagued me since before I was even born. Uh, not so much that I I feel I talk too much, but I think others had given me quite a bit of feedback saying, you know, do you always have to have an opinion about everything? Um, and unfortunately, I do relate to the part, this plate. I mean, I do. But there is some things that I've done that have helped me to uh, gather my thoughts, pause for a moment, and then think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Now, while I'm not perfect, I've certainly gotten significantly less feedback about talking too much. Um, maybe at home it's because my little guy Jack has actually overtaken my talking too much mantle. But the fact is there are some strategies that all of us can use to consider um, maybe talking a little bit less or choosing what we're saying differently. Now, in this particular case, um, the individual that I was working with is, um, I'm, a, I'm very fond of the DISC profile, and um, this person was a very high C, being very technical, uh, very precise, and what, very bright, wanted to make sure everyone understood what he was saying. And he was talking to his boss, who was a very strong D, which, um, for lack of a better word, is strong. Uh, they like things bottom line. And they don't want to hear this long explanation that you feel is super important so that they know everything that they need to know. So the first kind of tip is actually to consider your audience. Um, now, of course, it's a little different if you're in a meeting setting, but if you're in a one-on-one -on -one interaction, it's not always a great idea to just pontificate into infinitum when you're talking to someone that maybe is your boss and your boss is sort of a bottom line guy. Well, if you know that, maybe plan before you go in the meeting, what do you need to say? What is the thing he asked you for? And before explaining everything, just give him the answer and see how it goes. He may not want any of the details. He may actually trust that you are an expert in what you do and not require all of that extra commentary because he knows, of course, you will have already have done it. The second tip that I have is to take notes. Um, I find very often that in meetings, especially with lots of folks, um, I am the one that people are like always ask me for my notes. And, and that reason isn't because I'm like the best scribe ever. It's that I use the notes to write down what others are saying so that I can look at it, read it, and then decide if I really need to have an opinion. 
and essentially my brain moves faster than my pen. Uh, it also moves faster than my mouth or my mouth also sometimes moves faster than my brain. So writing it down gives me an opportunity to slow down enough. And sometimes someone else will already pipe up or ask the question or they'll answer the question that I was, you know, so needing to hear and have solved at that moment. So one of the other opportunities is above considering your audience is also to take notes and use those as an opportunity to sort of slow down and get yourself together and gathered and um, someone else might make the point. Now, um, this is contrary to some advice that I've seen out there in terms of um, actually saying women shouldn't take notes. Women should stop putting in that role and utilize, you know, if you have something to say, you should say it. And certainly you can accept that advice as well. Um, I'm giving a suggestion for those of you that feel you've gotten feedback about talking too much and that would like to see if there's ways that you could curb that behavior because you might in some cases agree that that's true. Second or third piece of advice, and this one is one that I'm still working on, and I learned it from a woman named Denise Brown. She, in a kind of unrelated context, she's a caregiving consultant um, trainer, and she believes that uh, in any kind of coaching or um, communication relationship, there's three, there's three things that you should do. If you want more information, you should ask. But after you ask, you should listen until that person's done. And then before you start telling them your point of view, validate them by paraphrasing it back. And while that may seem kind of crazy, sometimes the issue isn't that people don't understand you. It's that they process a little bit differently than you or they're a little slower to process information. And if you just keep yapping, uh, they're they're on like three sentences before you and no, they don't understand, but they it's not because they're not able to or not bright enough to. It's because they take information in a different way. And then the last piece of advice, it was actually my client um, shared with me that worked for him. And it was very exciting because I thought, oh, I'm going to put this into practice. Um, but it's a big thing in their culture that they the organization they're in to dis if you disagree that's fine right there's a there's some creativity within conflict and conflict doesn't have to be a bad thing however when everyone comes to a conclusion right if you are in that meeting and a decision is made or you are overridden at that point commit right commit that that is the right that is the answer that you guys have all decided and move forward with that as the choice don't go back later and go well i didn't agree with that or i know it was a bad idea when i talked to you but nobody wanted my opinion once everybody is done with the conflict winner or loser once an agreement is made commit and move forward as if you are the one charging for that change if you do still disagree, then don't leave until the disagreement is settled. That's passive aggressive, right? If you can't come to an agreement and you cannot commit, then your conflict's not over. So giving up and bailing, you, you, it's kind of one of those things maybe you shouldn't be continuing to complain about it, right? So state your case, do your best to um, get them to understand your point of view. But if the decision is made, 
um, it, trust me, it's much better if you all commit and move forward. So those are four ways that I have used over the last um, couple of millions of years to try to curb my enthusiasm for hearing my own voice. And look, guys, it's very likely in many cases you may be the brightest person in the room or the most technical or the subject matter expert. But everyone else there already knows that, right? They don't need you to continually remind them. Let them be heard too, because you are so bright. If they have different opinions or have some inputs that you might not have thought of, or even that you did, it might spur another idea for you. So if you let them be heard, chances are they might reciprocate and listen to you too. If you found this helpful or you got value from it, I would love it if you would hit like or share this with a friend that might talk a little bit too much as well. And then feel free to come over and uh, check out our free Facebook group at Success with Balance for Career Driven Moms. Um, so this is Jackie Schwab reminding you to embrace your pause, play the game that you want to win, and prosper with a life by design, not by default. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Happy Friday, and I'll see you next week, Monday. Bye.